Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, broadcasting live in the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Well, you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great day. It's a Wednesday, technically the middle of our show, the middle of our day, hopefully the middle of yours. Let's do something we call the Midway. The Midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. So uh, I'm gonna I'll own this one because I chose the topic. Um Here's the topic. Dan Beyer, Jay Stu, we've been doing this thing combined 70 plus years. Is that right? At least? Sure. Okay. So, uh, Stephen A. Smith was a guest on Dan Levitard's show. And the Midway, just so you know, is some sort of open forum discussion we do the middle of every week. Sometimes it has to do with sports, sometimes it doesn't. Dan Levitard said this in regards to Stephen A. and Skip Bayless and the role they've played in modern-day sports talk. I hate what you two have done to sports television. You can say that all you want to. I would say, who the hell are you to sit up there and say me and him? What about you? What the hell were you, I'm living talking, under a rock, I'm teaching ta- at, at Miami U? You were part of it, too. I'm talking, you ain't innocent. I'm talking about all the imitators that you have birthed. Uh, all of the all of the imitators that are all over the place thinking without the journalism credentials that uh, the, the point of all this is to turn it into an argument on television. Well, I would take umbrage of what you're saying in this regard, Dan. 
those people who don't have a journalism background, um, who don't exercise uh, journalistic ethics and beyond, how are we responsible for that when our background is based on that? Skip Bayless was a journalist for decades. I was a journalist for decades. We came, we come on television and those ethics are applicable. The fact of the matter is, is that when I take a position, it's the same kind of position I would take writing a column. The difference is, instead of writing 800 words and being limited to that space, I get to talk for a few minutes on each subject. Um, okay, I, I, I'll share mine in a second. Dan Beyer, I haven't heard your thoughts on this. Go ahead. Um, I, I almost have a question of where do you want me to start? Like, I, okay, well, I don't... then, then you know, I will start. Okay, first of all, um, I liked at first where Lebatard was going, and then he he wussed out. He wussed out because he started by saying, "I hate what you two have done," and then he goes, "All the imitators," as if they're the real deal. They're not part of the problem. Right? Fair. Sure. Okay. That I mean, just like, look, if you're going to go there, go there. Don't go halfway and go like, uh, it's not you. It's the it's the imitators of you. Uh, now, for Stephen A., the I'm a journalist. Really? What you're doing is journalism? And oh, yeah, by the way, there have been plenty of things in which, you know, you've misspoken or misstead or said or just just didn't do or didn't, you know, like, come on. And if it was if what they were doing was from a journalistic background and somehow that put them beyond reproach, why is Skip Bayless calling Chris Boss Chrissy Bosch? Which first of all, calling dudes names of females, obviously that's gone the way of the dodos, but didn't Jim Rohn try that? Like uh Jay Stu, what was that, twenty five years ago? Yep. Yeah. So not only is it bad theater and bad practice, but it's a bad imitation. <laughs> I mean so uh, now, on the other hand, I actually my push my pushback if I was Stephen A would be completely different. What are you mad about? We've 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 created a niche which previously didn't exist. And by the way, like in all these other industries, you age out. You age out, especially you know it's just males. You age out. And Skip Bayless in his seventies. It's resurrected his career. And there are others, you know, I mean, Mad Dog Russo, granted, he's still very successful on satellite radio and MLB TV, but not mainstream. This has brought him back in the mainstream. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, like that, you know, you can make the case. This is not make the case. This made his career. What is he apologizing for? Or what does he need to apologize for? So, like, look, do I think a lot of it's hack? Yes. Do I think it's bad? Yes. Do I think it puts you in a really... The the, the, worst, the part that I don't like is Stephen A. at least goes to the games. Now, most of the games he goes to, he's being paid to cover, right, for the NBA. Skip doesn't. You're there, so you're not... You're studio gangsters. You're not out there in the real world. 
And I, I love some of the discussions they have. They're really high highs. There's just some really low lows as well. All right, now, Dan, you go ahead. Yeah, okay. You... The midway. Perfect. Because, you know, the, the Levitard point of the imitators, I think that's a part of it. But I don't blame Stephen A. for doing this. If this is, is what got Stephen A. and is, is allowed him to make his name and his point that he said prior is that there were other shows prior to this just because Stephen A. did it better than everyone else Stephen A. shouldn't be blamed um, I also think and I, 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 if you're going to blame anybody blame the people who put it on the air blame the executives that say this is the you know this is this is the guy this is the show that we want I know, like, everybody's got different tastes in, in, you know, sports talk show hosts and different shows that they like. Some are good, some are bad. But, you know, if, if, if someone's really bad and they're trying their best, um, whose fault is it? Is it their fault that they're bad or that somebody is allowing them to have the opportunity to do it three times a day for you to listen? Like, and so that's where I like come down on it is I don't blame Stephen A for it. I think that there's a lack of creativity and I think that there's copycats everywhere and it's the easy thing to do. ESPN is doing this. So guess what? Well, we need to do that and uh, we need to do what they're doing and we need to have our own version of it, but we're just going to make it just a little bit different, but it's essentially going to be the same thing. And so, so that's where I put a lot of the blame. I don't blame Stephen A. I don't blame Skip Bayless for it, considering that they, they seem to be the best to do what they do. Okay. Um, Go ahead, uh, Jay Stu. Yeah, no, I come at it from a different angle here. I, I think that there, I think there needs to be some culpability in, uh, from Stephen A. In, in this response that we played. Like to me, and I watch almost every day. I consume way too much debate TV. So to me, Stephen A. makes mistakes. He's made a lot of like real embarrassing mistakes. Stephen A. has said things that just are not true as well. And I know just because I know people in the business and I know kind of what the process is, a lot of those mistakes have nothing to do with journalism. They have to do with being lazy, not putting the work in, not putting the prep in. And those aren't, quote unquote, journalistic ethics. Those are just you get paid a whole lot of money and sometimes you just want to mail it in. I watch Stephen A. mail in segments all the time. And I guess he's earned the right to do that. But those segments when he's just talking out of his backside when he's just going off on something that you know he doesn't believe that is what levitard has a problem with because you see skip doing it and you see Stephen a doing it and all of these younger um, broadcasters who want to make a, a name for themselves think that is the way to get this done and they copy those so I just think it when you fall back on your like quote unquote journalistic integrity, that's yeah. such a cop out. Maybe you started out a journalist, but now you're a provocateur who talks out of his ass for a living. There might be some substance to what you have to say, but I, I just I, I hate the complete denial here by Stephen A. Um, but what I do think as well is what Lebatard was getting to, and there's kind of like this de-evolution of sports talk. 
because of this format and because you think you have to have a hot take or an outrageous thing to say about something to be interesting. In other words, just doing the homework and having something interesting to say about something based on your homework and your own thoughts is not enough. You, so need, to, when, you need to make it up. So when I was at, at ESPN, um, the kingmaker for these shows, and I'll leave his name out of it, the kingmaker for these shows, I... Uh, if you remember, there was Numbers Never Lie. Do you guys remember? Num- Numbers Never Lie was actually a really good concept. It just, they didn't have the right people in place at, at the time. This is right about my departure. This is in 2012. And uh, the first take thing had taken off. Remember, first take was part of first in, t- it was first in 10, right? Part of uh, Cold Pizza. And then it was a segment that, there was segments that they made into a show. So then they had, then they started to create numbers never lie, and numbers never lie. The idea was, hey, what are the actual, what's the actual data say, and then we'll discuss with a data nerd and with some former athlete, maybe a coach as well. I love that show. Uh, Michael Smith, who's now moved on, right? It, it ended up becoming him and Jamel Hill's show, and then they put them on Sports Center. I like that show. And it became a little bit more of a debate. It became a debate show at, at the end, or maybe their discussion show, which is kind of some sort of quasi-debate. But what was told to me at the time was, hey, the world needs villains. You need to go full villain. And I knew that was like, you know, it's like do the Skip Bayless thing. And I just said, like, here's the deal. If I'm a villain, it's an involuntary response. I am only going to be me. I don't I don't want to get into if I want to be an actor, I'll go into acting. I talk about sports. I'm a sports guy. I grew up in a sports house. I played I played uh, really high level sports, covered it. I know people in it. I love it. Uh, it's that's all that I'm about. And so I didn't do the villain thing and I guarantee that's why I didn't get a show. Of that, of that, that type, and yet I actually think I'm really good in those shows because though I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a, actually a debating specialist, and I'm really, I also like sometimes I'm not willing to do. I don't do the hot take thing. Like if I say something that is seen as a hot take, it's because I actually believe it, and there's a logic behind it, and I'm willing usually to hear somebody else out, even if they're wrong. But I, I, I also would tell you that I'm not sure Lebet- like Lebetard. Okay, he does basically, he tries to do the, uh, what Dan Patrick does, um, and there's obviously been other radio shows like that where you do kind of, you know, it's just a bunch of dudes talking about something. Okay? Howard Stern, right? Hey, see, it's basically copying Howard Stern. Right? Everybody's copying Howard Stern. And uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. But Dan hasn't been great for the media, I don't think, because he is a journalist. But he was like woke before woke was cool. And he's super, super uh, defender of the players. Even when they're at, at clearly at fault, it's, it's not about him. It's about his background. It's like, you know, there's a certain level of accountability we have to have as human beings that is missing. But the difference would be that Dan... Um, and, and look, Dan refused to, when he was at ESPN radio, he refused to do the, Hey dude, play the hits. And he, he was, it was, it was interesting to me in that I think his show would have been way more successful, would have lasted way longer, could have killed it. If they had the same sorts of discussions 
instead of making fun of people who talk about the things that matter to everybody, just talking about the things that matter to everybody. And if you want to make fun of them, make fun of them. But instead, they're making fun of everybody else and then talking about whatever the hell they want to talk about, which violates the number one rule of national sports television, national sports radio, which is don't talk about what you want to talk about. Talk about what everybody else wants to talk about. Anyway, sorry. I I, I, I also think that programming for television is very difficult. And with the, the shows that, that we are talking, like Levitard Show, um, you know, I, I know it's streamed. It's not on ESPN, but it's it's different to take a three-hour show like The Herd, Colin Coward, put it on Fox Sports 1, and that's the show. There is no, you know, it's Colin's show that you hear on Fox Sports Radio, but you also can see it on Fox Sports 1. You know, that's different than programming a television show, right? Like, to, right, to come up, to come up with... You know, however long first take, I don't even know how long. I don't watch it, but that can't necessarily be easy, which is why I also think you see a spawn of shows that try to do that. Um, and whether you like first take or don't like first take, also don't live up to that level, if you will. Hmm. Well, he did okay. do the uh, he did have the scripted the, show with highly questionable before the uh, the Dan. Yeah, but that was too, yeah, but that, yeah. But that you know, but. I think I think in that in that regard, it, it kind of shows maybe where Dan's coming from different angle in that he always seemed to get the stick at ESPN. Like whenever he would do one of the things that he thought was something that like like when he when he gave his his Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame vote to Deadspin, like he got punished for that every time he Dan should. did something to get he but, should but like well, every, he should. Every time again he did, like this yeah. is the this is the Lebetard thing like you're a journalist yet you you, you don't want to do journalistic things and then you question other people's journalistic integrity. Look, I'll just tell you because you weren't there and you don't you don't know that level. Like Dan Lebertar was given the keys to the kingdom there. Hey, I mean, he just was like, please don't please don't think that he somehow was he is a victim in this thing. OK, you know, D- Dan, it had Dan like look at all of us in our generation. And I think this is a big thing, not necessarily your generation, but more Jay Stumi and, and Dan Byer is our kids are going through, our kids are fighting everything with teachers and anything with society because it's a reflection of us. And our, like our generation is, like we push back on authority. That's That's been a big, it's all generations have, but especially our generation. And then our kids kind of doubly so. Um, but uh, let, like, let's not get too far afield. Like the, he's, so you talk about programming. Do you know how they came up with this concept, why it all, all worked. Byer, you want to take a shot? Um, no. <laughs> My mind's not there right now. That's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, remember, 2008 until 2011, 2012, what was going on in our country? 2008 to 2012? Yes. Um, gosh. Greatest housing, recession Greatest yeah. recession of our lifetime. Housing market. Yes. Collapse. You know what they found that people did not give up who were out of work? What's that? Cable television. This is before the era of cord cutting. Okay, cable television. They, they, I was there. They did studies yesterday. They're like, look, they'll cut off anything, just not their cable. Like that's their outlet. And so you had an excessive number of dudes at home across a multitude of races, right? And basically, all they tried to capture was the essence of barbershop talk. 
And like I, I actually think that that uh, Stephen A would do himself justice if he if he eliminated that whole idea of I'm a journalist. Because what he could say, which would be which would be much more real, is like, look, what we've been able to capture as long as I've been doing this is two guys sitting around talking about the topics, arguing about the topics today, which happens in you know, a pool hall, somebody's living room, a barber shop, at a poker table, whatever. Like this is real. This is and yeah, we'll say some stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense. We'll call people names. We'll we'll do whatever. We'll we'll make fun of different things because we're guys and that's what we do. And sometimes we talk out of our rectum. That's what dudes do. And it's been really successful because people relate to our sides or our perspective. That's a better argument than. You know, other people try and do this, but they can't because I'm a journalist. Like, that sounds not only arrogant, but so far afield from reality, it's it, the Midway. It's troublesome. What do you think, Byer? Yeah, it's just, I think we could go on 40 more minutes. I know. That's like, what we, I honestly feel like completely underwhelmed for what I provided because I think there's so much more to say. Okay. Yeah. Well, how about, you know, if you want to join us in the pod tomorrow, we could do it on the pod. We could do a lot longer. You could... People apparently listen to the pod, so we could we could do that. It's called In the Bonus, so we'll drop that at the top of next hour. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Go to multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. I'll say this. like I'll, I'll end this discussion with, with this little short little aside. Um, I don't think they have anything to apologize for. I don't. Because I, I, I think, you know, we're placing the blame at the wrong places. Right? If if what Jason says is true, where he ain't working hard enough in certain spots, okay, that's up to a boss. That's up to somebody to hold him accountable. You know, that's up for other people to point that out. And like I said, like if if the super pro player arguments which I think for Lebatar, like, I don't think it does him justice. I get you got great relationships with guys, but they just, they, they, they hit such a shallow note to me because it's obvious you're doing it to curry favor with the athletes that you want to hang out with. But it's also that they've worked for these guys. These guys are ridiculously wealthy, ridiculously successful. So any of us being critical of them, hey, the reality of their job is that they've gotten good reviews. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making this much money. That's the reality. I deal in reality is not in not in text. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, let's welcome in Ben Bolin. He's a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globes. A Boston Globe for the Boston Globe. I was thinking Golden Globes, Boston Globe. Anyway, uh, Ben, give me the talk of the league on the Lamar Jackson tweet and all that's going on between he and the Ravens. Yeah, uh, what was interesting? You heard all about the timing the other day that Lamar Jackson released his trade request publicly at like the same exact time that John Harbaugh sat down to meet the media. So like it turned into a big whodunit. A lot of people thought there was a rat in the media room that uh, someone was, was letting, uh, giving Lamar Jackson the inside info on when, when to exactly release the, that tweet. Um, so very uh, interesting little uh, side plot there. But uh, you know what's, what's funny is I, I – every team is coming out and saying they really don't have any interest in it. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, first of all, I think has to start considering the possibility that no team is going to offer him anything significant and that his options are only going to be sign the franchise tag or, or sit out this year. But I also, I think a lot of teams are starting to get a little scared away by just the way that Lamar Jackson has been handling everything. Hasn't been going about it in the most professional way. Doesn't have an agent. He's got these random business people working on his behalf. Meek Mill, the rapper, is reaching out to Robert Kraft and saying Lamar Jackson wants to play for you guys. It makes Lamar Jackson kind of look desperate. <laughs> you know, if if they well, have well, to well, here's the here's here's the thing. Okay, like like this is and this is a real thing. You know this in business. I know it in business. Jay Stu and Dan Byer, they're sitting by. They're about to. You guys are all about to nod your head. Okay. 
So even if you look at the response, right? Supposedly Meek Mill reaches out to Robert Kraft and he's like, yeah, I love Lamar. I'd love to have Lamar, but it's not my decision, right? That, does, that means nothing. Zero. Zero. You know, anybody who's ever been told no, usually the person who is directly in charge is like, look, I love you, but we just we just don't have the budget or I, I love you. But remember, that's not really my call here. You know, when when you have some sort of relationship with a rapper who you helped get released early from jail, it's not like, oh, you love him. I love him. Let's get this thing done. I'll call Bill. Don't worry, I got you. Right? This is, I mean, that is, that is a simply an ego stroke that everyone has felt at some point in time in their lives that's being reported completely differently than the likely scenario. Yeah, I would, I, I would agree with that, uh, de- definitely. Um, you know, this is, like I said, this, it, it, it kind of reeks of desperation of Lamar Jackson that he's just getting no interest uh, and so they have to reach out. And yeah, when Robert Kraft says that's Bill's decision, that's that's the excuse because obviously uh, signing Lamar Jackson to a two hundred million dollar contract and giving up multiple first round picks that's an that's an ownership decision. No head coach can fully authorize that. So it's obviously ultimately Kraft's decision. And by saying it's Belichick's, I think that's him kindly. You know, letting Meek Mill know, like, no, we're we're good right here. And you know, I do look. Obviously, Lamar Jackson would be an upgrade over Mac Jones, but considering you're paying Mac Jones two million dollars, you know, that's a big jump to then want to pay Lamar Jackson two hundred million and and the multiple first round picks. And you'd have to change your offense around him, and you don't know if he would mesh with Bill O'Brien. It's just it's a lot to ask the Patriots to make that swap from Mac Jones to, to Lamar Jackson. So it's fun well, to think, think about. I think the but. point you made at the end is a is a big one. And let's not, it's not just the money you're paying him, but the way in which you build a roster now, you got to build it with a, uh, with, a, with a quarterback on a rookie deal. Rebuild your roster that way. And then, you know, if your quarterback's good enough, you give him a big check and you keep him and you got cost certainty. It, you know, the idea, everybody's like, well, you have the money. Like, yeah, but you got to spend it on so many other things that you need. Yeah, and and the Patriots aren't built for a, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's a pretty unique skill set uh, that you'd have to build around. And then, of course, there's questions about injuries. There's questions about his style of play. Can he play from behind? Doesn't have too many comeback victories. Only one and three in the playoffs. Obviously, missed the playoff game last year when some people thought he would have tried to get back in the game at that point. So there's a lot of reasons. He he's giving teams a lot of reasons not to want to pay him that big contract, including the Ravens. I mean, the fact that the Ravens don't want to do it has to be just like a screaming siren for all the other teams. Like, well, they know him more than that, better than anyone, and they don't want to give him the contract, so why should we do it? So what, what happens with Lamar, in your, to your opinion, your best, best opinion? I, I, still, I still think the Colts and the Falcons, you have to consider them, especially the Falcons. To me, that, that quarterback depth chart with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke feels really incomplete. And Lamar Jackson would would just own the city of Atlanta. So I, I do think you have to consider the Falcons still. But ultimately, I, I honestly, I think it's probably going to come down to, will Lamar Jackson sign his franchise tag, or is he going to sit out for a good portion of the season, if not the entire season? Because, you know, if he's dug his heels in and he said, I'm, I'm done with the Ravens, he might not play this fall because I just don't know how many teams are going to be uh, signing him to any sort of contract that he wants to sign. So it, 
I hope he's prepared for the fact that it, it might be Ravens or nothing for him. And if he decides to sit out, you know, he's really risking a lot here. Um, you know, you sit out a year of football, look at how poorly Deshaun Watson played when he came back. Le'Veon Bell sitting out a year basically ruined his career. So I, I hope Lamar Jackson's getting some good advice along those lines. But I, I do think there's a, a real possibility that he considers not playing, holding out, or at best just signing that franchise tag and playing for one year for the Ravens. Um, where are we with Burrow, Herbert, and Hertz in their extensions? Because that'll be really telling as to what the market is going to look like. Yeah, I get the sense that no one wants to go first. You know, No one wants to be the one that sets the price and then everyone else tries to beat it. Uh, it will be very interesting to see where the numbers come in because you can make a case for any of those guys. You know, Maybe Jalen Hurts, you could maybe say, is, is third on that list, but he's already been to a Super Bowl and, uh, and frankly, almost won it this past year and, and is a really ascending player. Uh, Herbert, you know, he's the franchise, but the Chargers, man, they've had – They've had trouble cutting some really big checks over the years, so that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And the Bengals, too, with Joe Burrow. Um, they, they've never been um, uh, the, you know, the, the organization that throws around big, crazy dollars. So I, I just get the sense that no one wants to go first, and so they're all playing maybe a little bit of a game of chicken to see which quarterback will sign and who will establish the market, and then the other quarterbacks will work with that framework. Uh, when is Aaron Rodgers going to become a Jet? That's a good question. I, I tend to think it's going to happen, uh, or, or uh, my original hunch was that it was going to happen closer to training camp because I just think for salary cap reasons, it's a lot better for the Packers actually to wait until after June 1st to make the trade. And if you're the Jets, I mean, who cares if Rodgers isn't there until July because he, he can still get his receivers together for throwing camps in the offseason and to get to know those guys. And he already knows the offense with Nathaniel Hackett. But, you know, now <sighs> – it's much worse salary cap-wise for the Packers to do a trade before the draft. But on the other hand, who cares? It's just cap space. And if they can get the 42nd or 43rd pick from the Jets this year and, and then a conditional pick next year, uh, that'll probably be what gets it done. So, you know, the, a, a, a deal around draft time certainly makes sense. And then if not, it's going to go into July. So it, it's not something that I, I don't think is going to happen imminently. Um so, yeah, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, the two stories that are just going to keep going on and on this offseason. Uh, I'll give you one more. It's going to go on. Are we sure Tom Brady's fully retired? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be fully sure until the season kicks off and he's not on a team. And, and even then, I think maybe we have to wait all the way until the playoffs and he's not on a team because, you know, he, he says he's retired now. But, I mean, how many times have we seen it with athletes? They're done in February and March. And then training camp rolls around in August, and they have a serious case of FOMO, and especially Brady, who spent over 30 years of his life playing football every August. Um, so, and even he doesn't know how he's going to react because he's never been through this before. So, I, I, you know, if Tua suffers an injury in training camp or early in the season, if the Niners, you know, if they're worried about Brock Purdy not coming back soon enough, and boy, we just have Sam Darnold right now, I, I still think there's definitely a possibility that. Uh, Brady comes comes out in you know retirement again and, and quarterbacks the team. He's just football is all he knows, and uh, I, I do think he's going to be missing it a lot when the season rolls around in August. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice the voice of Ben Volin, who covers the entire NFL for the Boston Globe. Uh, why, why would they? I, I don't see the flexing of Thursday night football being a, a legit possibility. 
I mean, it just sounds like they were trying something to keep Amazon happy. Is that really a possibility? It does seem like they want to keep Amazon happy. I don't think Amazon, after spending $13 billion, was thrilled that Al Michaels was just calling a bunch of dog games last year. Um, but it's, uh, I do think it's going to happen. They, they tabled it until the next round of meetings in May, and they already got 22 votes in support of it this time. So they just need two more. They just got to get to 24. Um, I, so I, I think it's very possible. Now, I think they're limiting the scope of the amount of flexing. I think they would only do it late in the season, maybe once or twice. It, you know, it wouldn't be a, a, a disruption throughout the season. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's one thing to flex a game from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. like they do on Sunday Night Football. But to move it from Sunday to Thursday is just a real kick in the teeth for fans and people who are trying to plan their lives around these games. And, uh, you know, another example of how the TV audience rules everything in the NFL, and that's what they're there to serve more than the, uh, the ticket-paying customer, I guess. But um, I, I do think that there's a pretty good chance that it passes in, uh, in May, and they're going to try it. This year would be like a trial balloon. They might do it once or twice. And then if it's not too disruptive, I could see them expanding it in the future. Uh, what, what do you believe um, the Carolina Panthers are going to do with the number one pick? My hunch is C.J. Stroud. Just he looks the part a little bit better, big and strong, and has the body and um, that kind of thing. But I, not that I'm super scout, but everyone I talk to says Bryce Young is the better player. It's just it's hard to get over the height and, and the, the body frame. Um, and I, I just don't know if he's, for a small guy, like he's not quite as electric an athlete maybe as like a Kyler Murray or um, Russell Wilson were when they were coming out. But uh, So I, I tend to think they're leaning C.J. Stroud. He just looks the part better, and Frank Reich can mold a, a big, strong arm pocket quarterback like CJ Stroud. So that's, I think that's where they're leaning. Uh, and then Houston, obviously I think just takes whoever's left over. And so I would, I would think Bryce Young will probably end up in Houston at number two. Ben, great stuff, man. Uh, really look forward to catching up with you in person. Thanks so much for joining us and giving us all that info. All right. Thanks a lot, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Curry comes left, now gets McCollum. Checks the clock, seven to shoot. Takes a jumper over CJ and knocked it down! A three ball for Curry! Comes back up the floor, celebrating a little bit. Trying to get the crowd fired up. Two, he'll drive, he'll shoot. It's on the way, it's good. With point two to go. And that's going to make the final score 120 to 109. The Warriors pick up their 40th win on the season. That was our progressive play of the day. Progressive makes things even easier. They help you bundle your home, car insurance together, so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That call was on 97.5, the game, Warriors Radio Network, as the Warriors beat the Pelicans 120-109. Let's get to the press. The press. What do you got? Doug, uh, Dan Byer here at the uh, yes. news desk. Yes, just wanted to introduce myself. Sorry. My name is Hove, H Hove. to the O-V. Um, all right. Patrick Mahomes, a quote tweet of a tweet that said, the NFL announced that teams can now have two Thursday night football games per season. Limit was one. Now that's changed. That from uh, Ari Miroff. Uh, at my sports update, he's got a lot of followers. Mahomes quote retweeted that with a facepalm. Not happy about NFL teams having two Thursday night football games per season. Now, I want you to take that, Doug, for what it is, but I do have a point to bring up. The NFL has historically allowed a team that played on Thanksgiving to then play the next week on Thursday night football again. So the Buffalo Bills had that opportunity this past year. The Cowboys had the opportunity many years, um, if you look back at the NFL schedule. They'll play on Thanksgiving. They'll have the next Thursday night game. We're obviously talking about the Amazon games here, Mm -hmm. but it isn't necessarily as foreign as it may look at the surface of playing two Thursday night games in a season. Agreed with you. Agree with you. Um, I don't love it either, but again, this is the this is one of those. Hey, if you really don't like it, you guys can give back some of this money. You know, sure. This is only an effort to create uh, a positive uh, return on investment to Amazon. 
And once you get, you know, you want to get those, the, it's the next deal with the streaming rights that you really want, that are the, the big deal. But all of this is what allows the salary cap to rise. The salary cap rising rises all the salaries. You're going to have to play 17 to get there, play these playoff games. There you go. What, I don't like it either. What is also interesting is the NFL previously had a rule. I don't think it's a rule now. I think they try to do this, though, where every team a play uh, appears in at least one primetime game. Yeah. Heck, you had the Texans play the Eagles this past year um, playing a primetime game. We had Jacksonville and the Jets playing on, you know, when, when they were two of the worst teams uh, entering the season. Obviously not at the end, but the point being is, you know, is that is that who you're kicking out? You know, like so now, you know, now those teams are, are moving inside. I, I think that's probably the case. But you know, if you have two mediocre teams playing an entertaining game, maybe it's not bad after all. It, it is. It's it, bad. Okay. All right. I hey. mean, I'm just saying, like the, the the ratings tell you otherwise, right? The ratings tell you that they want the they want the good big name teams. So okay, um, who is most likely to be eliminated? From Thursday Night Football. Well, here's the problem that you run into is a lot of the bigger market teams, the ones that are bad or not as good of football teams. Sure. Would we have thought the Denver Colts game would have been as bad as it was? No. 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 So it's a great point. You know, like so that like some of it is just like how does the game play out? Like if you had a forty one thirty eight game between two teams that are six win teams, still might be exciting football. Just doesn't have Patrick Mahomes in it. Anyway, um, well, there's also the, the also what do you do with the West Coast? Like West Coast Thursday night games are always bad because how do you get to the game that early? You know? Yeah. Couple of college hoops news. Uh, Doug Penn State's hired VCU's Mike Rhodes to be their new men's basketball coach. Yeah, um, that one's interesting. Only in that, you know, I thought. I just I, I thought I, I didn't know it was going to go that way. Uh, there's a guy named Adam Fisher who's been there as an assistant coach. He's associate head coach. Thought he was going to get it. Mike Rose is really good. He's from the area and he's won at VCU. He's well respected. They'll play a fun style. Nothing against him. I just thought what the previous staff had done was outstanding, and I thought Fisher would get the job. Ryan Odom's going to take over at VCU, leaving Utah State. That one's a little weird. It's out of the VCU family, but Ryan Odom's a great offensive coach. At Utah State, they got to the tournament, going back, obviously, to the win at UMBC. Amir Abdurrahim leaving Kennesaw State to go to South Florida. I don't know if you've heard my pod with him. I uh, did one the night before they played their NCAA tournament game. He was fabulous. Brilliant guy. Great leader. Download that. It's called All Ball. I think you'll like it. And Cal hired Mark Madsen away from Utah Valley. This is a weird one, right? Like, he played at Stanford. Everybody thought Stanford was going to make a change. They didn't make a change. So, Cal... Like, look, the last successful coach at Cal was Mike Montgomery, longtime Stanford head coach. Uh, I can't, what if Mark Madsen starts winning at Cal and Stanford stuck where they are? That's a wow. That's a wow. That's, the, that's press. the press. Yeah. Hey, get out there and press that. All right, check the out the press. In the Bonus podcast or download my All Ball podcast. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.